It was a hell of a college football game, huh? Here come the drums! I don't even know what to say, bro. I don't know what to say. Man. Uh, you lose games like that, 42 to 41. There's, there's just so much to talk about. At the end of the day, maybe they're just coming down to earth. Maybe, maybe the six game win streak, uh, and what we see lately somewhere in the middle is what this team is. But if you just watch that game yesterday and you watch how they lost it, there are so many reasons to be frustrated and disgusted with what went on. I, I don't even know where to start. Where do you want to start uh, when we talk about this? Because, by the way, it's 41 Acres, Episode 11. I'm Landry Locker. That's Derek Foreman. Uh, we're going to get into this, but, uh, you know, I'm not usually at a loss for words, but I'm at a loss for words with what I saw yesterday. Man, where I want to start is, is is the main place that we can start, bro. On the defense. The defense was absolutely horrible yesterday, man. I don't know what kind of show that that was yesterday that they subjected us to watching, bro. But that was BS, man. The the whole game. And I mean, you know, granted, neither team played defense. I mean, this was definitely an offensive game. But for Texas to come out this week the same way that they came out last week against Oklahoma State after being ranked the number six team in, uh, in the nation at that point and to come out and drop an egg like this, it's unexcusable, man. And, and last week, I gave Herman, I gave Tarot Orlando a pass last week at the Oklahoma State game because I feel like that was really more on the on the kids, it was more on the the Chris Boyds and those guys for not uh, the leaders of the team, uh, Brick and Hager, so to speak, uh, and not getting these uh, guys ready to, to you know after their bye week to come in and be the Oklahoma State team. But this game here is clearly on Tart Orlando uh, uh, and, and those guys defensively, man, because it was a show out there a lot. And not only that, this is what really it's it's a weird thing because last week you have Chris Boyd, you have Chris Boyd. Uh, suspended because he's tardy. Then you see him go out there and play, and his play was trash. We'll get into that a little bit later because Brian Jones uh, was on my show during the week uh, in the loop, and he had some some words for Chris Boyd. Then you have the starting safety, Brandon Jones, coming off the worst game of his entire career. If you go back and watch that Oklahoma State game, he gets hurt at the hotel and hurts his foot the day of the game in the team hotel. Then you have another guy who's supposed to be a leader – that is is forgets what day you're supposed to lift weights, and he calls it a brain fart, and he's suspended uh, the first series. I'm ti- I'm sick and tired of these Charlie Strong guys, and I don't want to I don't want to blame Charlie because he's not there to speak for himself, but. I'm, I'm, I'm counting down the days when I don't have to watch the Chris Boyds, the PJ Locks, who, by the way, oh, he's, God, his, man. his play we, we was, don't even want to talk about PJ Locks. Let's this, not, let's not, I really, is, let's oh, not, God. let's not, because PJ Locke, God bless him, he wasn't supposed to start, but circumstances put him out there. That young man does not belong on a D1 football field at the University of Texas. Maybe he can go to Rice or something like that and get a scholarship, but that dude does not – that is the kind of guy that does should never put on a uniform at the University of Texas. Then we have the Hagers. Hager got hurt. I don't know if his season's over. I know we've been hard on, on him on this podcast. but Rightfully uh, so. Yeah, rightfully so, but we have the Hagers. I'm tired of watching the, the Charlie Strong guys. I'm really sick of it, but Tom Herman talked about the DBs after the game, and he said something that I guess it's supposed to – make me feel better but i'm not really sure it does it actually makes me feel worse i know this they battled their butts off battled their butts off and um whatever issues we have they weren't lack of effort i agree with him i don't think it is a lack of effort which that 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 that's troubling to me too because i don't think it's a lack of effort either i think pj locks trying hard i think brandon jones was trying hard i think chris boyd is trying hard i just think they're not good enough yeah, no, they, 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 they definitely uh, reached their 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 ceiling man it's one thing for the fosters and the stearns who by the way has been hot garbage the last four oh, weeks well. so we're not giving them a free pass we we put him on a pedestal early on and we were even talking about thorpe award in three years he's been hot garbage lately as well it's one thing for guys like that to struggle, but when when I'm seeing the the, the Chris Boyds and the PJ Locks, they just got to go. I'm just tired of it. I can't wait till I don't have to watch them again. And I really think it's I I think it's a disservice to this great DB class that the Fosters and that the Stearns they have to look at guys like Chris Boyd who show up late, who act classless when they get called out by someone who's a better representation of the Texas football program than Chris Boyd will ever be. The same Chris Boyd who at halftime of a game early in his career 
went and tweeted out something about going yes, to Texas A&M or that. transferring to right, Texas A&M right. at halftime. And then you fast forward to senior to his senior year when he's supposed to be there, and he's threatening to fight uh, well one of the one of the members of the media. That bled for UT football. That won more games for UT football. That was an all-conference performer. That led the team in tackles. That's a better representation of this program than Chris Boyd will ever be. I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> I think it's a disgrace that these underclassmen have to look to guys like Chris Boyd as their role models. And I cannot. I, I can't wait till the Chris Boyds are gone. I can't wait till PJ Locke. In, in his defense, seems like a nice young man. He, he seems is. like a very, he, very, he very, very nice young man. He can't play though. We, we don't. We don't judge these kids on on. On, you know their characters, of course. Unless you, know, unless you show, unless you show bad character right, like Chris exactly. Boyd has. Chris Boyd did, you know, true that, and we had to call his ass out on that, no doubt. But uh, you know, for the most part, man, you know, when you hear us say things about you know guys like PJ Lock, guys like Brick and Hager, and, and so on and so forth, we're, we're not. Um, you know, we're not trying to cast any dispersions on these guys, or are trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, talk about their character traits as young They're men kids. or whatever. Kids. We, we strictly are judging these guys on the football field, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's unacceptable. These guys, for for them to be so-called leaders on the team, bro, they're they're not living up to these, these young guys. Is is you know. Actually, what's carrying uh, uh, Texas football? Even if you want to say that, man, because the whole defense right now is just it, it, it's super garbage, man. It's super garbage. It's it's awful. And and you know the the most disgraceful thing yesterday uh, was at the end of the game the 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 two point conversion. Which, by the way, props to Dana Holgerson. You got some coconuts, and I give oh, you props yeah, for doing man, that. That was balls, man. that was that big was big balls, balls and I, I got to give him props there, but. There's zero excuse. And I'm not saying that the game wasn't over, but when there's 16 seconds left and you have two timeouts remaining, there, especially when you have the receivers that you have that are making the plays that they're making, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey going up in Moss and guys, you got, uh, he had 149 yards receiving yesterday. Great game for him. Probably the best game of his career. Colin Johnson, we all know what he can do. When you have 16 seconds and hypothetically you're going to get the ball at the 25 yard line or whatever, that's, that's a, I mean, you can make something happen there, but when you kill the time, outs you completely eliminate that and there's zero excuse for Todd Orlando and Tom Herman to need two timeouts to know what was going on because the reality of the situation is regardless what Tom Herman said they ran the same damn formation all three times they lined up for that two-point conversion they came out there with four on the right one on the left the first time you called timeout they did the exact same thing when you called timeout and negated it and then they did the exact same thing thing for a third time they showed you nothing different and it is inexcusable I mean just think about it Derek let's just say that 16 seconds left, two timeouts. Let's let's pretend like there's not even a taunting penalty. You got the ball at the 25 yard line. Sam Ellinger goes back. He throws a deep a, a deep pass to Colin Johnson, 25 yards yes. at midfield. All of a sudden, there's eight seconds left. You call timeout. You you can uh, you could hypothetically run another play and get in field goal range with the other timeout left. There's no excuse for that. But what was even worse about it, and you and I were laughing about this, is what Tom Herman said about some of the officiating that went on. We all we all remember the fourth down conversion where Ellinger's helmet fell off. He was asked about that and he brought up probably the most chicken thing I've ever heard a coach say after a loss. I don't even know why he brought this up but this is what Tom Herman was talking about in regards to the taunting penalty. I don't know. Um, you know, I also thought that taunting before you cross the goal line meant that it negated a score too. So uh, I, I've got to get some i got to brush up on my rules and, and get some questions answered. Come on, man. Like, it, it, I, come it, on, it, man. It, 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 it negate it, 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 negate yeah. the score because it, it, it's on it, it, Come yeah, on, man. It, it, it was weak, Come man. on, coach. Come on, coach. And I'm watching the game, man, and – uh, again, you know, for a coach to even bring that up, man, is, is that's is weak just, as hell. That it, call it, it sucks. Weak, Don't man. bring that yeah, up. That, that, you're, you're better than that. that you got to be better than that. That's Tommy. harsh crap, man. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that I thought it was a horrible call. Let, let's just talk about the officiating for a minute, man. You know. They they were throwing flags all over. They called a defensive man. holding yesterday that I had no idea, and it Bro, was on it was on a third down. They called a defensive holding. I I haven't seen a defensive holding in a long time, and I'm watching the replay. They called it on Texas. It was actually a, it was actually a really really big defensive holding. They called a they called a uh, a penalty on, uh, that where Greer went down that that it didn't even look like it should have been a penalty. They were all over the place, but defensive holding. You have to be looking for something, wanting to throw a flag to call defensive holding in that yeah, situation that, that, that in the scrum. Yeah, situation, man. But I mean the the. The the, the, the taunting the, was garbage the, the, too. The, the, the taunting horns penalty, down the is horns fine. Down. That's part I mean, of it. The, the, That's part are, of it. Uh, 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 Big Twelve official, uh, uh, Big Twelve officiating man is, is absolutely horrible, man. Uh, 
you know, I, I just don't know what to say, man. If let these kids play ball, man. Let these kids play ball, man. I mean, hell, you know, let's just be honest, man. If, if you know, kid goes out there and score and he throws the horn down or whatever, he Who doesn't cares? represent the University of Texas. He's he, he can throw the horns down. We may not like it as fans, but they don't owe us anything. Keep them you know, out of the end zone. I mean, keep, keep them out of the end zone. zone. If you don't want them disrespecting Texas football, keep their asses out of the end zone, which seemed like uh, uh, it was impossible for Texas to do yesterday, Locke. It was impossible. And, and, and the other thing, and, and if we're looking at the other side of the ball, this is what's the most troubling thing about this whole thing is ever since there's been this this rough period of Texas football, after the 2010 national championship against Alabama, all that we've talked about and all the graphics we've seen have been they need a quarterback. If Texas ever wants to get back, they need a quarterback. They need they need they need a quarterback, and when they get a quarterback, then we'll see. I mean, Sam Ellinger in his two games against the best quarterbacks in this conference, he went toe to toe with Kyler Murray. He he actually outplayed Kyler outplayed Murray. Kyler, he yeah, outplayed he Kyler did. Murray, and he went toe to toe with Greer with yesterday. Greer, yeah. And Sam Ellinger has been has been unbelievable since the Maryland game. I which, think you, which, which which you're you're not a Greer fan, but I told you, I said Greer. I think this kid right. is is right. is okay, man. He's okay. I, I think I think he's okay, man. He was he was he was he's all right. He's he's a good he's a good Holgerson quarterback. But this is this is the troubling thing is that your quarterback's playing as good as he could possibly play and you're losing games because of defense and you're lo- you're losing games not to like the Oklahomas of the world not to and not you're losing games to West Virginia at home in which you should have won and your quarterback's playing as good as he can this is Tom Herman after the game on Sam Ellinger and and, and what he thinks of his play so far I, I feel like he he played pretty well and um, I would think he has the numbers to, to show for it but we got a really good one there you know, going to uh, make for some interesting competition here as we move forward in, in our program's development. This is the good. If, if you want to, if you want to go glass half full, because we've 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 been talking about how bad things are, and, and that's not going to stop because there's really not much more to say. By the way, I'm I'm not picking them to beat Tech. I was already worried about this Tech game. We'll we'll discuss why, but I I'm not picking them to beat Tech. I don't I don't trust this team to go on the road. I I, I really really don't. But if you want to look at something good, I think next year. Heading into the season, Texas is going to have by far the best quarterback in the Big 12 because Greer's going to be gone, Murray's going to be gone, and we've already seen Sam go toe-to-toe with him. So you got your quarterback, but I don't know what to do with this defense. The, 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 the quarterback play, uh, again, man, just to echo your sentiments, you know, and I tweeted this yesterday, man, you know, Sam Ellinger, man, I mean, where this guy is now still hasn't thrown an interception, man, since the Maryland game, since game one of the season, man. And for, for him to go on the tear that he's been going on, I mean, he's putting balls on the money, man. I mean, you know, uh, uh, he, he did miss, uh, Andrew Beck on the, uh, the play action, man. You know, yeah, Andrew Beck was a little too much on it, but I mean, you know, that was just, uh, kind of an aberration, man, for where this, this kid is, man, his maturity. Uh, uh, his maturation process from la- I mean he's he's miles ahead man I mean miles ahead it's safe to say they was. have a quarterback yes they, they, they have they, they have a quarterback they we definitely can say have that. a quarterback they have they have receivers and everything and I know you know this might be jumping the gun because of course we still have games this year and, and so on and so forth but uh, bringing to your point you were talking about you know where this defense is going to go next year man um, as 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 young as those guys are that's playing the, the, the Caden Stearns and, you know, you still have Brandon Jones there. You have the, uh, the BJ, you know, Foster's there, so on and so forth. But I mean, man, it, you know, th- this team actually defensively, man, I, I think is, is, will probably, uh, somewhat regress next year because you're going to lose a lot of guys. But I find it addition by subtraction. I think they can reload. I, whether it's Juco guys or, or whatever they got to do, I think they're going to be fine. I think it's going to be addition by subtraction. I really, you, really you, do. So I'm, you think that that you I know really that do. new recruits coming in and, and playing as, playing, as true playing freshmen, quick, I, is, it happens all across the country when you get elite and you and you recruit at that level. I really, well, I well, really well, think, well, I really think as soon as the Chris Boyds leave and the the PJ Locks, 
I really do think it's going to so, be addition by subtraction. Well, 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 I mean, what are we going to do about about the pass rush, man? That's I mean, something. I mean, you know, that's we, something we, we, we won't have, have to a address. Charles Minnehew. We won't have yeah, a Brandon Hager. You know, uh, Gary Johnson. Or, I, I'm I mean, fine I, without I, Hager. You're right. I, I'm, I'm good with that as well. But I'm just saying that you know, not we're not just talking about loading up Texas, loading up on the back end lock. We're talking about the the front seven as well. That's man. the they, biggest gonna, problem. They yeah. they, there is no pressure. There is no pressure. Now, 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 let me ask you this. Right I really quick. do think. I really do think that this defense will be fine. They they really just need to move on from from what they currently got in that locker room. They well, really really do. Well, the, do you believe that? And I'm not making any excuse for you know Chris Boyd and PJ Lockham or whatever those guys are who they are. I think that they've reached Uh-oh, their apex. I know where this is going. You know, uh-oh. but but uh-oh, do you, do you uh-oh, think? The, uh-oh, do you you're going to do this. You're going to do uh-oh. this. Are you? But do, are do, you going to do, do what you're about to do? I, 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 no, I'm just I, asking. I, I, I know do, what you're do, about do, to do. do. Go think, ahead. Do you think the pass rush or the lack thereof is uh uh? That 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 hurts, you know, uh, the the uh, the the back end. Of course uh, it does. Of, Texas. of course you know, it does. Because, we, because we're, we're we're not getting a pass rush at all, man. We we can't even tackle, man. We can't even come in. We can't fill gaps. We can't tackle. Gary Johnson, man, is the best damn player on the defense right now. How do you Locke? explain this? How do you how do you explain this to me? Because I, I agree with the pass rush, but. How do I explain to you, and how do you explain to me? And most importantly, by the way, I thought you were going to talk about Todd Orlando and, and questioning Todd Orlando, which I think I think after this Tech game, yeah. I, I think this Tech game is going to be a big challenge for Todd Orlando. And I, I think Todd is a good defensive coordinator. He's proven it. But I do think that... Todd Orlando has to call a very, very good game in Lubbock. I think this is a big test for him, just given what, what they've done the last two weeks. I think this is it. But uh, to answer your question about uh, about the front seven and everything, they they definitely they definitely need to improve. And Gary Johnson has been good, but Todd Orlando, which is I, where I thought the direction you were going is, Todd Orlando has to answer the call Saturday in Lubbock. He has oh, well, to. Well, that, that's no doubt. But he, how the hell? How the hell, Day Day? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I lost my train of thought there. How the hell do do I explain what I saw from Orlando and company against Oklahoma to what I've seen the last two weeks? How am I supposed to do that? The first three quarters against Oklahoma, they kept them in check. They were kicking that ass. The defense was looking good. How do I explain to myself? What happened there, and what's happened these last two weeks? Did they start drinking the Kool Aid a little bit? Well, I I, I believe that they may have started uh, drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, and then you know going into the uh, the 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 bye week, man, and and then you come back and you uh you know play as horrible as you played against Oklahoma State, man, and to come in again uh, this week and basically have I was the, fine the same, with it. I was fine with it for, for, because I I knew you were going to have to score. It's just it's just the, the 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 ways in which they allowed it to happen, like that touchdown at the end of the game. What is going on? How I mean, does that you, happen? You, you, you have you have a Thompson, uh, uh, number twenty nine, and you have Caden Stearns, and and like I said before, man, I I think Caden Stearns has potential. I, I think he's gonna. We uh, crowned him too early. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we did. We may we were guilty of crowning him too early. I, I, I still think the kid is gonna be gonna be special. He came out as a gangbuster, but I I tweeted this yesterday, and I'll echo you know my own sentiments here on the podcast, man. You know, Caden Stearns, he, and, and, and it was funny because actually Deontay uh, brought this up to me. We were watching the game uh, yesterday together, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, Caden, man, you know, he, you know, it, it, you know, it, it happens. He's a true freshman, so on and so forth. And Deontay was like, no. He was like, no, he, he, he can't get a pass like that. When you have started, when you come to the University of Texas and you've jumped upperclassmen at that position, you know, made a person like, uh, uh, John Bonnie transfer to Texas Tech or whatever, and you grab that position, you've played too many damn snaps at the university to still be considered a true freshman. I mean, we know that that's your status as a true freshman, but you've played too many snaps to get a pass. So no, he doesn't get a pass, uh, uh, on on, on the uh the, the missed he's been he's been this this is this is where it's it's been because heading into that Oklahoma game you were doing it I was doing it Rod Babers was doing it yeah Brian Jones was doing it uh so some guests on the show we crowned him and we're calling him a future Thorpe Award winner we did that since that fourth quarter against Oklahoma he's been average at best he's been average at best and, and that 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 was the, the missing the tackles the bad angles all that Caden Stearns, since that fourth quarter of Oklahoma, has been a completely different player. He's looked, he's looked like just a guy. Well, I, I mean, uh, uh, again, 
He's, he's been I, bad, I'm kind of, I'm kind of back and forth. He, he has been bad, you know. But uh, again, I I I see the potential. I think we saw the potential early on uh, with this kid, and I, and I I'm still believing in this in this kid. But I believe the, the, in but, him, but he's been true, bad. The, yeah, the the, the the true fresh. I mean, but he's not the only one that's been bad. Like yeah, I mean, but, the whole guy defense. Had, you watching the same bull that I'm watching, the yeah. whole defense is, is bad, man. So we can't just uh, – I know we're talking about how, Kate what Sherman. Did Jones do? What did on... Brandon Jones do? How do you hurt how, – how in the hell do you hurt your foot at the team hotel the day of the game? Well, I mean, what did you do? Did you did you did you trip over a tray at the breakfast buffet or something like that? Did you get it stuck in an elevator? Like, how is all this stupid stuff happening with these upperclassmen? Chris Boyd showing up late. Uh, I'm not even going to mention uh, the, the, the the name of the guy who forgets what day you're supposed to lift weights. That's I'm, I'm, your name's not even getting mentioned. You're not. And, and as a matter of fact, I, you, you might as well. Yeah, they might as well play with ten with the, with with the, with the way the linebackers played. So I'm not even going to mention him. Uh, I, I I can't. I'm not even going to mention his name. He's he's got me so mad, but and then all of a sudden you got this happening. Like it's just it's some weird stuff is going on. Some weird weird stuff is going on. And by the way, Nelson wasn't supposed to play. They said he might as well have set this one out as well. No, you're right, uh, right. You know, Nelson. I, I thought it was going to be a big loss for Nelson not playing. He might as well have set this one out as but well. I, I don't I don't feel like Chris Nelson has done really anything that I feel is significant. You know. This year, anyway, to be honest with you, I don't think that he's uh, he rubbed you know, his belly. That, that he's getting that's through. That's the highlight of the season. Right. The yeah. highlight of the season is he right. rubbed his belly. That's it's not, it. It's not like you know he's getting through and he's you know kind of causing havoc. You know, back there, uh, uh, interrupting uh, run plays. You know, getting through uh, the offensive line and so on. And so it's I mean, amazing. He's just been a guy. It's man. amazing how unflattering this defense is. It's really amazing. Like it's like the guys that just jump out that I'm used to watching in, in my time following UT football that, you know, like even and Stearns did it to, to a certain point, BJ, you know, he has a lot of hype. He's, he's shown it. Gary's Gary Johnson is the only guy on this defense That's been that, consistent. That, that I consistently look to and say, that's what a UT defensive right. player is supposed Absolutely. to look like. That's what it's Gary supposed Johnson to look like. Johnson is a beast. He's man. the only. He's the only one that, that I can say that for. Everybody else is just unflattering. And there's there's really there's even Amina who who's had who's had a, had a good year and he's had some some good spurts. Even him, I don't I. I, I it, it's it's extremely unflattering what 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 this defense is composed of. Well, we we we, we were hard on on, on Charles uh, Amina early in the season. You know him as well as uh. uh uh, Brick and Hager, you know, uh, coming off the edges. So I don't want to like mention his were. name anymore. Like, I'm just going to say this right now. That goofy-ass hat that he was wearing on the sidelines after he got hurt, too. <laughs> really? Like, this dude, really, this man, dude, you got to go to the hat, this man. Dude, this dude, like, he clearly likes attention. And it's it, it's cute. If this were a movie or something like that, like if this were like a Longest Yard or, or Necessary Roughness <laughs> or something, it would be cute. I'm not – I'm I'm just telling you this right now. For the, for the remainder of the season, for the remainder of this podcast, this podcast is going to be going on for a long time. Number one UT football podcast, by the way. Shout out to Chris Del Conte, who I ran into yesterday uh, at the game. Man of his word, walking around, uh, uh, a guest on the 41 Acres, along with Vince Young, uh, among others. But I'm not mentioning Hager's name ever again. Like it won't be so. He his, his name. I mean, I mean, can we say 44? I'm done with it. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging him. He's not. At, at, he, he's, zero. he's not he's getting not acknowledged. Even, oh, oh, There's oh, nothing there. I'm. I'm done with it. Hey, so, so we 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 have our first um, 40, 41 acres uh, podcast ejection. Ejection, so to speak. Until he cuts that hair. <laughs> By serious, Landry Locker, bro. man. So so he's been ejected from the podcast, he's done. man. He, he's I, done. I'm not, I'm not talking about him anymore. Wow. I'm done. Well, okay. Well, we're getting back to, to Charles Menehue uh, again. You know, he hasn't been stellar or whatever. But I mean, in the last uh, six weeks or whatever, um, what he's recorded. Uh, uh, you know, we had what maybe four sacks or, or he's something got a few like sacks. that. You know, he's got, got a, a few, sacks. few sacks or whatever. I mean, he he's you know trying to step up or whatever. But I mean, just the whole defense in a whole, man. And, and you know, Todd Orlando, he just he 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 doesn't get a pass, man. Like, again, last week Oklahoma State, you know, I, I gave Herman, I gave Todd Orlando a pass. I felt like that was more on the kids than it was on them. I didn't think that they did anything differently coming off the bye week leading up to uh uh the game plan for uh Oklahoma State. I don't feel like Herman or or you know his staff did anything differently. But after you perform like you did last week and you come in and you put the same BS on the field this week, that's clearly on Tom Herman and, and more so on Todd Orlando because it's his side of the ball that's been a damn the dumpster offense fire is straight. The, offense the whole is straight. Night. 
Yeah. Oh, no doubt. The only negative about the offense yesterday that I can say is that Ingram didn't have a great game. He didn't look great, and it, it looks like he he understands the initial cut. He like he he makes the right initial cut, but it's that second cut and making that second guy miss that it seems like he's got to work on. But Ingram didn't have a good game. Watson had an, an Watt, amazing Trey game. Watson, man, we have that to was show his love. Best game. Yeah, we have to show love to Trey Watson, man. I mean, he came in like a gangbuster. I felt like he ran hard, man. Or uh, he would put his helmet down. Fourteen and, carries and for eighty that, yards, that, that hard yards down, too. Yeah, hard yards, man. I and mean, the he, receiving touch. Down. You know he kept his he kept his feet moving on 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 uh on quite a few plays, but one play in particular, man, he kept his feet moving, man, and he wound up getting another like five or six yards, man, just you know from keeping his feet moving. So that's the type of of hard nose running that we need at the University of Texas, and that's not a shot at all at uh uh Keontae Ingram. Man. I think good. the kid is going to be, be good, but but Trey Watson came in yesterday, and whatever uh, Ingram uh didn't provide for us, Trey Watson absolutely came in and provided for this for this Texas. His office, man. Yeah, he did his thing. You got to shout out little Jordan Humphrey as well. Uh, Devin Duvernay, he had he oh, had yeah. 100 yards receiving. Duvernay, yes, he, he had that yes. touchdown at the end. Uh, he had a good game. Colin Johnson was all right, four for 47. But the offense is straight. This is just all but about Colin, the defense. Even, even though Colin had four for 47, I think he came up. He should have had with, a touchdown, some, but they called yeah, the pick play. He which, came up with, some, look, with, with, with a few big plays, that, man. They, they called the pick play, which I guess was the right thing. I think little Jay just didn't sell it as well as he should have. Well, uh, the, the fact of the matter up. is that you, 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 know, you can go and you can rub somebody, you know, on a pick play, but you can't just go and just, you know, kind of hit them like that on 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 a pick play, man. So I, I didn't have a problem with that penalty. I thought that that was one of the 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 few penalties that was called, man. That I thought was pretty legit, man. Uh, you know, speaking of that, going again, man. I, uh, let's mention the uh, what did you think about number fifty five? From uh, uh, West Virginia left been tackle, man, he, he should have been, been ejected. That was garbage. For that man. That was yeah. garbage. I mean, if you wanted to just give him a, 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 a you know penalty for that or something like that, but to eject him uh, for I, that is, I is think, BS, man. I think that, that was trash. I, I, I don't think that these kids should be. I, I think they need to be a little bit looser with the ejections. Like I, I understand the targeting, but I think there's got to be like different levels of targeting where it's either extreme or it's not. Kind of like uh, the face mask penalty back in the day when it was fifteen or five uh, or five, right? I think that's what I, I think that's what they need to start doing here is they need to start just just doing it because it's it's just not fair to these kids. These kids work their asses off, their faces of the university. They're not getting paid, and to eject these kids and then a lot of times they have to miss the se- the, the first half of the next game. It's just not right. It, and it, I, I I know it helped Texas, but. I don't. I, I don't want to no. see a, a, a kid that works his ass off like that get ejected ever. It, it, it's so unfair, man. Because first of all, you know, and this goes to the NFL and and you know college football as well. You know, the, the, the defense is already at a disadvantage, man, because, you know, you can't tell someone that's running full speed to uh, try to make a tackle, man. I mean, sometimes, you know, these things just happen. You don't know uh, the trajectory of of you're going full speed and what the offensive player is going to do. He could be upright and you could be going, you know, aiming for his numbers, dead in his chest plate or anything like that, and they could – Easily go down, and next thing you know, you know the momentum carry you. It's and too harsh, man. Say, it, it's it too is, harsh. Man. I, the, the NCAA really, really needs to. Uh, and I think they do a lot of. Rule, and I think man. they do a lot of things good uh, in in college football. There, I think their overtimes uh, more exciting than the NFL. Uh, I think you know a lot of their rules are good, but that's that's one that they need to look at because it's just not it's not fair for these kids. I mean, hell, Wheeler, damn, I mentioned I mentioned his name. My bad. Uh, he he was suspended the first half of the of the game against uh, Maryland, Maryland for right. something that happened last near year. a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so unfair, that's, man. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It's dumb. Uh, but let's just put a bow on this West Virginia game. This was Tom Herman talking about the game and and what he thought of this quote unquote great college football game. Here's Tom Herman. It was a hell of a college football game, huh? Obviously, didn't didn't go you know, the way that that we had planned. You know, my hats off to them. You know, at the at the end of the day, our program is built on going one and zero, and uh, we didn't get that done. To have this happen at home is, and then the way that it happened is, is a tough pill to swallow. But again, there's no rest for the weary in this league. We got to get up tomorrow and uh, come in ready to work. 
I really don't want to hear how great the game was, Coach. I, I get I get what you're saying, and it, it's sportsmanship, but th- that game wasn't great. There was nothing great about that. I'm a damn Longhorn fan, so I don't want to hear how great it was. You should never use two timeouts in a row. Uh, this team is way too well coached to ever use two timeouts in a row. That was that was bad by Tom Herman. That was bad clock management. It eliminated any possibility of winning the game. And I, I know I know that the the chances are slim with 16 seconds left down one, but they're a lot they're a lot better when you have two timeouts and you can work the entire field and you need to go like 40 yards or whatever to to get a decent look at a field goal. They they completely maybe even less. They they completely eliminated any possibility of winning the game with that. And 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 they didn't do anything different. It's not like West Virginia came out in a, a different formation. This team's way too well coached to have that go on. I mean, I the 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 uh you know, I'll say this, and we'll end it on that. On a two-point conversion, as Will Greer uh, was running, up, I mean, really, he could have jumped rope in the end zone, man. He was just that wide open. Of course, you know, Chris Boyd was, you know, concerned with, with Seal, so he couldn't come up. But number 49, uh, Graham, uh, the the uh, young man, uh, the DN that replaced uh, uh, Brick and Hager, oh my gosh. he totally just got, got sucked well, in on, on, on that play, I mean, man. it was basically the same thing that Hager would have done. <laughs> yeah, he, get, he got yeah, sucked, sucked in look, on that, I mean, man. Look, I mean, look who he's just, looking to. He just left it, left it wide. Wide open, man. So it was a total disgrace yesterday, man. Uh, uh, defensively for the University of Texas. I mean, Oklahoma didn't play. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, West Virginia didn't play uh, as well. Whoever wins this game. You know, you pretty in the much driver's seat. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat, bro, for the Big 12 uh, championship game, man. And that's what Texas you know? was in. Texas was in, two, you know, two weeks ago we're sitting here talking, and, you know, Texas is in the driver's seat. Like, they we would they would have had to wet the bed to not get in the uh, the Big 12 title game, and, and, they, and they pissed their leg. They pissed their leg, and now all of a sudden maybe it's just what they are, and, and, and they weren't as good as we thought they were a few weeks ago. But I always said that getting to the Big 12 title game was was the goal for this season. And right now, unless some crazy stuff happens, it's not going to happen. Man, and I, 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 it's, it's got to be hard to look a, in the mirror. A 7-5 season, man, is is – you know, is, is realistic now, man. I mean, I, I don't think that it will happen, uh, uh, but it is, it's realistic, man. I mean, right now, uh, and we'll get into this later on, but I, I'll go on record right now saying, man, I, I don't, I don't see them. I mean, did you see the Oklahoma Tech game yesterday, man? I mean, that game was a, a nice game. As a matter of fact, Tech should have beat Oklahoma, uh, yesterday in that game. So now you have a Texas team, uh, that's on the, uh, uh, uh you know, that's coming off of, of two heartbreaking losses, man. And you you're know, going and, to Lubbock. You're, you're one going, and two on the road. Lubbock, and you're one and two on, on the road. Do you think that those two losses, and in the fashion that the, these guys lost those games yesterday, how psychologically damaging is that for them moving forward for the rest of this season? Man? But Tom Herman said that they're that, that they're they're psychologically. I, I don't know the exact wording, but he basically said that they're beat up a little bit. So uh, I would think that if any guy in that locker room is going to rally the team, it's going to be the quarterback. But this team needs a signature win on the road. They don't have one. If you just look at, especially last year when they were losing games, uh, I guess you could say the, the win at West Virginia when Greer went down was, was the best win they had on the road last year. But this team, Tom Herman, this version of the Texas Longhorns, they need a signature road win. And this is your last road game of the season. Todd Orlando, Texas, whoever it is, don't let this carry over. This game against Texas Tech is huge. This is this is a chance. This is a program-building win. We talk about building a program. We talk about Tom Herman wanting to do that. You need to prove. You've proven that you're a pretty good home team. They just lost their first game at home yesterday. But you need to prove that, number one, your team, who has shown signs of being mentally weak the last few weeks with all the tardiness, all the absence, everything like that. You need to show that your team is mentally strong enough and you've established enough of a culture to where when things look as as bad as they are right now, you go on the road to Lubbock and you win this game. And I don't care who's out. I don't care if Hager's out. I don't care what the deal is. You are the University of Texas. That is Texas Tech. And regardless of how good Texas Tech is at home, regardless of what's going on, you have to win this game. Or else we're going to look back at this season, and I'm going to look back at this season after the next three games, and I'm going to say, yeah, it was an okay season, but at the end of the day, they didn't answer questions that needed to be answered. The important question was answered. Yes, you have a quarterback. That's one of the most important. But 
Is this team mentally strong, and can this team go win road games? I need that question answered. And fortunately for me, fortunately for those kids, fortunately for Tom Herman, and damn sure fortunate for Todd Orlando, they have a chance to do that this week. If they go to Texas Tech and they lay an egg, this is no different than what we saw with Charlie Strong, except for the fact that you have a quarterback. This team needs to go on the road. And when you throw out the word culture, you throw out all that stuff, they need to go on the road, and they have to win in Lubbock. It is a must-win when it comes to building a program and taking the next step that Tom Herman wants to take. Last week, uh, I actually picked uh, Texas to win the game. I think my, my score was 42-38. You're close. And I thought that Texas, you know, would would would, uh, would win this game, man. Uh, again, you know, coming off the loss to Oklahoma State the week before, I thought they would come out with just a lot more You don't have confidence in them anymore. I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm hearing the hurt in your voice right I, now. I, 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 you know, to be honest with you, man, I'm not. I'm, You're in your feelings I'm not, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking these guys You're in your against, feelings. against Tech, man. I mean, Tech is just too high-powered, man. I, I don't believe in this defense anymore. I think that although Todd Orlando, I feel is still a defense, a good defensive coordinator, bro. Uh, teams have, have caught up to his style of play. You know, to be honest, I mean, they I score they, on they, opening they, they, drives yeah, every, every time exactly. right now. That's what I'm saying. They, they're, they're moving the ball down the field, bro, basically with ease. And, and I think that, that, you know, these coaches, after, you know, after he came on the scene last year as a gangbuster, man, and in Tart Orlando's defense, and I mean, those guys were, first of all, let, let's say this. This was a much better defensive team last year than it is this year. I'm, I'm definitely not going to disagree with you because, Deshaun Elliott's better than any safety they have right now. I'm not. I'm not going to. Holton Hill last year. Holton Hill. Holton was out for a while. But yeah, Malik, I I agree with you. But I also think Puna the punter. I also think yeah, Puna. He was damn good. Yeah. I also think the punter helped them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No I doubt. I think the punter. No doubt, I think the no punter helped yeah, them we, a lot. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, uh, you know, he he definitely was. I mean, we we talked about he this won earlier. Multiple games. Yeah. In, in, in the podcast, man. But. Um, yeah, the defense I, I, I just, is better I just, last year. I, just, I agree with you. I just you. feel I like, 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 like they've caught up to Todd Orlando. I think that the Big 12 well, have caught problem. up to they, they, Orlando if, if defense. Up, if they've caught up to him, then they need a new coordinator. This game, and I know you're not picking them, this game is going to say a lot about Todd Orlando. It will. This is because, you know, the reality of the situation is, as much as we talk about Oklahoma State, as much as we talk about West Virginia, as much as we talk about Texas Tech, those are similar offenses. They're doing the same damn things. It's the same stuff. So what's happened to you the last couple of weeks should make you better. This is this is the Todd Orlando game right here. And this is this is this is a big game for the program. This is a huge 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 game for the program. I think this week will tell us a lot about Todd Orlando as a defensive coordinator. I, I don't disagree with that at all, man. I think that is it will definitely be a huge game. I'm just and like you said, man, you can hear it in my voice, man. I'm not I'm not I'm not confident, man. I don't. I don't have confidence on, you know. I don't have confidence on this defense at all, man. I mean, you know, besides outside of Gary you Johnson, shouldn't. outside of Gary Johnson, man, I, I don't see but anyone you gotta that's going to make. Man. You got to scheme it, you know, and you got to outscore him. And this is another thing. This is, no, and, and that's the problem. I, I'm not. I'm sure. going to talk myself into picking them, and this is why. This is why. On this football team right here, who is the guy that we've praised the most? on this podcast, especially on this edition. And who is the guy on this Texas team that you think has the biggest coconuts and the biggest balls? Who do you trust the most right now? Probably the quarterback, man. Sam exactly. Miller. And if you go back to last year when Texas played Texas Tech, that was the worst game of Sam Ellinger's career. Yeah. They lost that game because of him. Right. I think that Sam Ellinger is a guy who has enough of a chip on his shoulder, and I'm, try, I'm not trying to be chip-on-the-shoulder guy, to where I think that despite the fact this defense isn't good, I think that Sam Ellinger can go out there and lead this team potentially to a shootout win in Lubbock. But it, but it, it, it's, I don't disagree with you at all uh, as far as that. I just think this kid has the balls. I think he has the moxie. He's shown that this year. I think that he you just, has You played, just have that little faith in the I, defense. Well, well, I think that he's played with, a, with, a, with a, a huge chip on his shoulder all year because of what happened last year. And like I said, the maturation process from last year to where he is now is, you know, miles ahead of where we actually thought that he but would he, be But, but uh, there's a bug coming. But there it but is. There is. There a, there is. A, this is a. I knew it was a, coming. This is a big a Kim Kardashian ass butt, you know that I'm that I'm gonna lay uh-huh. on right here. My my issue again is not offensively. I think that we can match offensively with Texas Tech, bro. 
defensively, bro, I'm not confident at all in this team, man. We, you shouldn't. We, I mean, we, I get we, it. You know, the, the, so you're so you're uh, picking uh, you're picking uh, tech. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm. Yes, I'm, I'm. 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 I'm picking tech, and it and it pains me to pick. I would never pick tech, bro, over Texas, man. I, I even if even last year I didn't pick tech, you know, to beat Texas, especially at home, man. But but this year, man, I, I just I think that that Texas Tech that they're playing uh better defensively, man. I mean. Again, I watched the game, man. But let me ask uh, you this: Oklahoma uh, yesterday, man, and what Tech did against Oklahoma yesterday, Tech really should have beaten Oklahoma yesterday, man. But this is the other thing, and this is this is something that Texas might have going for them too. Notice, I'm trying to talk myself into into picking. Yeah, this one. I'm trying. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. But this is another thing. A lot of times when you get up like Texas Tech did for Oklahoma, there's a letdown the following week. And it, there's there's stats that show that like the the week after a team plays Alabama, like their win loss record isn't very good just because they're so beat up. We saw it with Oklahoma State; they treated that like their Super Bowl last week when they beat Texas, and they went and lost to Baylor yesterday. They did. So there is a possibility that because Texas Tech went as heavy on Oklahoma as they did, that maybe there's somewhat of a letdown when yeah, they face Texas. Kind of a carryover from maybe uh, la- from last week. Again, okay. I'm trying. You know what? That that, that you know what that that's actually a fair point. That's you actually made a very very good point. Don't uh, sound so surprised. You no, know, still still hasn't moved the water for me, man. Hasn't moved the needle a bit for me, man. I, I I'm just and I mean, hey, you know, I don't give a damn who listens to this podcast and say, you know, I'm hating on Texas or whatever. Hey, I picked Texas to win out for the rest of the season. You, did. After you and Rod we, you both. Know what I'm and I thought we y'all know, were crazy. We, we thought that 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 Texas would win this out. This was bro. the game I was so, most worried about. This Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I was not worried, that. dude. I was eating crow yesterday. I was walking in the stadium eating W's. I had no respect for West Virginia yesterday. None, and I still don't, honestly. I think I think they're an okay team. I think Texas should have won that, but they they lost. Texas needed. PJ Locke does not belong on a D one football field. <laughs> he doesn't, man. Hey, we we don't even have to. We don't even have to have the you know. Uh, he doesn't. Be, be down. He should uh, not PJ be Locke second anymore. string. He I, shouldn't even be second string. Like I mean, I don't, there should never yeah, be a situation like said, where he, he starts. He, he brings absolutely nothing to the Longhorn defense, man. But hazel eyes, man. That's all the hell that PJ Locke brings to the team, man. But if, if uh, Texas. Needed Tech to beat Oklahoma yesterday. That would have been that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been big. That would have put them back, kind of uh, not seat. so much in the driver's seat, but there. pretty much yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that Oklahoma uh, and it was a shootout, man. Like I said, it was, it was another great game. Is, man, is going to. They, I think they're the biggest threat to Alabama. I really do, and I don't think Alabama has a threat. So don't get that twisted. I'm just saying, like as far as I thought being LSU able to compete with them, a better zone. Why I, I mean, we that? know we know that they don't Why'd have a strong. I didn't think. They would, think I that? honestly didn't think Come that they on, would bro. beat You're Alabama, but I mean, Come hell, on, man. Why? I mean, I, I thought Why? that they would... You know, Why? okay, LSU doesn't have a really great offense, man. I understand on, that, man. man. But I, I thought on, that bro. they would be up for the challenge, Come man, on, of, of, of playing that game, Come man. On, it was like, wow, no, bro. Like, I'm no, watching that game. And I'm, no. I'm flipping back and forth between the uh, Tech and Oklahoma game and, and that game, dude. And it's just like, I just finally said, you know, hey, the hell with it, man. Yeah. So I just started watching the, the, the Texas, uh, 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 Texas Tech Oklahoma game, man, which again was a very good game. But, Again, man, I understand your point, Locke, uh, as far as... There's a potential letdown in Sam. That's the, the that's the pros. The, the negatives the, are the obvious. The, is the defense. Is the defense, man. What are the pros? Uh, what are the cons? We, 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 we have them laid out. Quarterback, potential letdown versus defense. But you, you, you know, you know how teams are. You know, they're, they're gonna, and it's crazy to have these two, you know, teams back to back, man. So again, I do somewhat agree with you. Uh, you know, you have Oklahoma, uh, you know, that, that comes to your house and now you have Texas, you know, that, that's, uh, coming to your house. Uh, you know, two teams like that, you know, back to back. Uh, but I think that, that Texas Tech, I mean, it, it's, Teams get up to play the University of Texas, man. No doubt. They get Nobody up to play ever the University sleeps on you. Nobody's right. ever going to exactly. sleep on Texas. So I believe that Cliff, King, that Cliff Kingberry is, uh, Cliff, uh, Kingsbury is going to have these guys ready. I think that Texas Tech is going to be focused. I think that they're going to come out. And I think that, to be honest with you, offensively, uh, I think that he's probably, uh, uh, just Uh-oh. as good a mind, uh, uh, you know, offensively as Tom Herman. I mean, he's worked so, with some good quarterbacks right. and, and, and he has, 
because he, he's had success as a coordinator with with Johnny Manziel. So it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll get to that pick in just a second. But something that happened on my show on Sports Radio six ten in the Loop, which you can hear Monday through Friday from ten to two every Friday. Former Longhorn Brian Jones, currently with CBS, joins the show. And I decided I was going to ask him about this Chris Boyd Ocho drama. And I, I, I asked him, I simply asked him, what do you think of that? What do you think about Chris Boyd calling out Emmanuel Ocho? And this is what Brian Jones had to say. You're going to love this, Day Day. Emmanuel Ocho would knock Chris Boyd's little ass in the next week. So <laughs> let's just make that clear. Uh, I would think Chris Boyd would be more concerned with being habitually tardy. That's why he, he, he was sat out or had to be uh, suspended at first quarter. I would think he'd be more concerned with his play against a sophomore wide receiver who repeatedly torched his ass. I would think he would be more concerned with a football team that looked like they didn't know how to tackle. They didn't look like they, they didn't know how to be aggressive, didn't, didn't have any energy, that, that took poor angles. I would be more concerned with that than a fellow Longhorn whose job it is to critique you and your play. He didn't call you trash. He called your play trash because that's exactly what it was. And a lot of your boys on that side of the ball were in that number with you. So Emmanuel Acho did nothing wrong. He did what he's paid to do. And Chris Boyd should concern himself with trying to shut down David Seals and all these other wide receivers going to be running to do or running to accomplish the same thing Oklahoma State did against him last week. It's just amazing the audacity for him to call out this guy. And, and you don't own the damn facility. You should be afraid to show your face in that damn facility after that performance last week. Mm-hmm. We loved when the older guys came back. Man, I remember the Eric Metcalf of the world. My boy Tim McRae, whose, whose career was shut, cut short because of a neck injury at UT. Those guys would come back. You know, Kenneth Sims, uh, Steve McMichaels, all those guys would come back and, and they'd give us the business, but they were keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you may get called outside your name, but that was part of it. We respected what they had been through. And, 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 and for some reason, this young man doesn't get that. Man, <laughs> I totally agree with Jones on, on this man. I mean, it's not his fault that he's tardy to meetings. It's not his fault that he's been inconsistent, to say the least, all freaking year. You're supposed to be the quote-unquote leader of this team, yet you want to call this man out for doing his job. He gets paid. He's an ESPN freaking analyst. He gets paid to critique teams and to critique individual players, especially at the university that he's an alum of. He played on that field. He understands he what it means. Than you. He played. He had a better career he than you. He understands what it is to put on that Longhorn uniform, bro. And for you to sit up here, and where the hell do you get off, Chris Boyd, sitting up here telling this man that he's not welcome into the facility anymore? Like, who the f- do you think you are, bro? That this man is not welcome into the facility as if you own anything on the 40 acres, bro. Your ass is to be gone. And guess what? You'll be a bleep on the radar, just another guy, just a jag that played at the University of Texas because I'll be honest with you, bro. And just being real, I don't see NFL future for, uh, for you. Yeah, somebody may bring you in and somebody may get a look at you or anything like that, bro. I'm, I'm sitting up here and I'm, I'm ranting, you know, to this kid as if, you know, he came after me or something like that, you know, but the fact of the matter is, man, for you to sit up here and for you to say this about Emmanuel Archo, man, who, like Landry just said, has had a way better career than you ever thought about having at the University of Texas, for you to come at this man because of your f***-ups, because of your mistakes, like, that's the whole point of being a leader, Chris Boy. Own your bro. Own your you are supposed to be a leader of this team. You have these young guys, the Caden Stearns and the Thompsons and, and these guys, the Cooks, that's looking up to you guys. And, and you so-called leaders, yourself, P.J. Locke, you know, Brick and Hager, these guys or whatever, you guys absolutely do nothing on this football team, man. You guys are not showing up. Chris, you know, you had a decent game yesterday, but for the most part, man, your whole season has been up and down, man. I'm just, for what you're putting out there, hell, I can go out there and do your job. Brian Jones just said it himself. When the Eric Metcalfs and the Steve Mongo McMichaels would come back when he was there, they would fire his ass up, too. But you know what? You should appreciate the fact that Texas has the brand, and there's lifetime Longhorns who support and care enough about the program to when you mess up, they hold you accountable for it. Chris Boyd needs to grow up. I think Brian Jones spoke that real talk. I'm just counting down the days when I don't have to deal with Chris Boyd anymore because it's one thing to suck 
and not play very well. And let's be honest, I think a lot. I, I think he's been bailed out a lot by drops and, and and misfires. He doesn't know where the ball is at times. But it's one thing to do that. I can understand it, and I have a soft place in my heart for good young men like PJ Locke. When your freshman year, you're tweeting about Texas A&M at halftime, and then your senior year, you're threatening to fight a, a three-time all-academic Big 12 graduate at the University of Texas who bled for that program, who still cares about that program. When you're doing that, you need to grow up, and at the end of the day, you don't own the damn facility. And, and, that, and that's the crazy thing about this. Like, we, who are we, you? We, we, we'll, we'll you're telling a, us who's coming? We'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on, on this uh, as well, man, uh, because I, I'm, you know, I, I said based on all I had to say, but that that is 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 my point right there, man. You know, PJ Locke does nothing, but he also says nothing. You know what I'm saying? He does nothing, but he says nothing. Very Chris, true. you do Very nothing, true. but you talk all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill out, bro. Chill the hell out, man. And concentrate. You you can't even say anything else, Chris, until your play gets better, bro. You can't. How, how many interceptions does Chris have on the year, man? I know he dropped one at Maryland that led to a touchdown. He might have. I don't know. How how many? He, we're looking at that up right now, Chris. We want to find out exactly what you've done at your position. You know, for you to do all the talking that you're doing, bro, your your, your gameplay is not. It is different if you one out sack, there. You were balling, bro. One sack. Not bar- one sack, no interceptions, no interceptions, zero goose egg interceptions. Chris Boyd, three interceptions in his three year career, three intercept, three interceptions, and this is an NFL player lock. Come on, no, man, get ain't. the. Here, bro. This is your your stats, bro. Over your three year career, bro. And it's so, not like they avoid you. I- exactly, bro. You, it's you, not like they, you, he's, he's you, dropped four interceptions bro, that I know of, bro. You need to shut the f- up, Chris Boyd. Real talk, bro. Golly, man. Come man, on, come yeah, on, let's, man. Let's, let's move on, let's, man. Let's, let's, let's move just on, get bro. out of here. Let's just let's just pick this game. I'm with you <laughs> on that 100, percent bro. All right. Did I talk myself into this, Texas? At Texas Tech, I've been worried about this game for a long time, but I got to tell you, for my own sanity, despite the fact that this defense is an absolute tram sham ockery, as my man Freddie Deal say on Sports Radio 610, I'm going to pick the Longhorns because I trust in Sam Ellinger. Wow! I trust in Sam Ellinger, and I think that progress will be made. I think the Texas Longhorns will get that signature road win that they've needed for a long time. And I think the culture that Tom Herman is trying to build takes a huge step Saturday in Lubbock. I'm nervous about it, but I trust in Sam. And for lack of a better term, I trust the process. I trust in Sam um, as well, Lock Man. I mean, like but I said, the, the guy has been phenomenal. Again. I, uh, I I trust in his offense. I trust in Colin Johnson. I trust in in, in uh, Ingram and Trey Watson. I did this offense in a whole man. Little uh, Jordan Humphrey, oh man, this dude is just absolutely amazing. Having said all that, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm not Texas. I'm not taking uh, Texas to win this game. I man, I just think I that that uh the, that the, the defense, man. I think the defense is a shell of, of themselves. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is is just um, as, as talented as an offensive coordinator as Tom Herman has uh, proven to be, and I just I, I don't have confidence in anything on this defense besides Gary Johnson, man. So I, I'm going to take Texas Tech to uh, win this game, man. All right, I and respect look. it. I respect it. I respect it. We'll be back next week. This has been episode 11. A very fired up Derek Foreman. I'm Landry Locker. Subscribe on iTunes. Spread the word. Shout out to Vince Young. Shout out to Chris Del Conte. Shout out to everyone who's been a part of this. This has been the 41 Acres Episode 11 with Landry and Day-Day. Till next time, let them know. Y'all know what it is, man. As always, Texas love for me. Even though I'm not picking them this week, man, as always, Texas love for me, man. On behalf of Landry Locker and myself, Derek Foreman, man, we love y'all. We appreciate you guys listening. And as always, hook them. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.